Welcome to the Crosstower Market Color Call. It is Friday, January 21st. I'm Martin Gaspar, research analyst. With me is our trader, Chad Steinglass, and data scientist, Catherine Webb. Chad, how are the markets looking this morning? Morning, Martin. It's a, uh, a bloody day to, to end this week in, in uh, the third week of January here. Uh, today in, in equity worlds is... Uh, is January options expiry, which is always the biggest options expiry in terms of open interest. Um, this is the expiry where leaps, so long-term options, uh, expire. So if you uh, if you are in uh, listed equities world and you want to buy or sell options uh, that have you know greater than uh, one year expiry, there it's always a January expiry. And so we're seeing uh, you know today is the expiration for for people who uh, bought or sold, uh, you know, one and two year options, you know, one and, you know, more than one and two years ago. Um, that might have some impact uh, today, you know, that anytime there's a lot of open interest and in options, uh, things can get a little squirrely uh, and either pull uh, prices towards strikes or, um, you know, sometimes even just slip, you know, make them slippery and, and slip off of strikes. Uh, into the day yesterday, into the close, we had a pretty strong risk-off sentiment, uh, and uh, and prices started turning lower. Equities really started picking up um, momentum, uh, selling into the close. Uh, a lot of that, I think, is just risk management and de-risking. Uh, and then after the close, Netflix reported earnings. Their earnings looked okay, but their guidance on future subscriptions was was far lower than the street expected. And, uh, you know, Netflix got immediately sold after market. Uh, it's, it's down about 20% pre-market now. Uh, in conjunction with Netflix releasing their earnings, we really started to see crypto start to fall off as well. Uh, you know, over the last, uh, you know, several months, uh, crypto has had a very, a pretty strong correlation with uh, growth tech uh, people kind of been uh, putting, especially Bitcoin, but all crypto kind of in the bucket with like what they see as, uh, you know, growth technology, the growth technology sector. And so as those stocks have really come under fire and as the stocks have been sold off, like crypto is, has uh, kept pace, sold off as well. Uh, overnight, uh, during Asian hours, uh, we saw a little bit of stability. But it picked up another uh, another downtrend, kind of as uh, as Europe started going. We usually am not surprised to see a little bit of fear and risk off in Europe. Europe tends to be a little more uh, risk averse than other regions in the world. And as we go into the U.S. equity market open, uh, crypto, you know, we've got got uh, crypto down, you know, pretty much between ten and twelve percent on the day. Uh, across the you know across the board, all assets are being pretty uh, correlated right now. Um, really, just kind of looking to see if if that sentiment changes, will you know is there a bottom that will be put in, uh, and what's gonna what's gonna be the catalyst to kind of calm things, and uh, we'll see if we get that. It's a Friday, so I don't think we're gonna get any real specific news today, um, but uh, and and you know. As we go into the Friday, at least in the, in the macro world, people are going to be positioning and making sure that they're okay for the weekend. In crypto, obviously, we don't have to worry about that as much because we can trade twenty four seven. But we'll see what the uh, what the day brings us. Back to you. Thanks, Chad.
Turning to some crypto regulatory news, Congress held a two and a half hour hearing on the crypto mining industry's environmental footprint and specifically discussed the energy consumption of the proof of work consensus method. Cornell Tech professor Ari Jules described that over 58% of all energy used for Bitcoin mining in 2021 was from sustainable sources and compared this to 31% for the U.S. energy grid. Most of the hearing was based around the basics of blockchain technology, educating the lawmakers on how different consensus methods work in answering concerns over cybersecurity. Robert Cook, CEO of the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, or FINRA, has said the agency will look at potential changes to crypto regulations this year as crypto adoption grows. Cook stated that FINRA isn't looking at making wholesale changes to current, current rules, but instead is planning to issue an early stage concept release type of notice, especially in the context of advertising and disclosure. He went on to say the agency wanted to look at the disclosure, disclosure rules that apply during the sale of non-regulated digital assets and added that FINRA plans to publish its examination priorities for this year within the next month. Update on the Crypto.com hack, it has now released a report on the hack stating that 400 accounts were comprised uh, with roughly 4,800 ETH and uh, 444 BTC and with approximately $66,000 worth in other cryptocurrencies stolen during the breach. This brings the total theft to nearly $34 million equivalent. Crypto.com said it will strengthen its security infrastructure with the introduction of a worldwide account protection program. The company CEO stated that the attackers carried out unauthorized withdrawals from the affected accounts, but that the company was able to swiftly stem the tide. And when asked about the amount stolen, he said that the number was not particularly material given the size of the business. Also, an update on the multi-chain or any swap hacker. Um, the hacker has returned 322 ETH to the protocol and one of the affected users, with the hacker keeping 62 ETH as a bug bounty. A further 528 ETH lost during the hack is yet to be returned. And finally, a huge development on Twitter. It has released an official verification mechanism for NFT profile pictures. Users can link their Ethereum wallets to their Twitter accounts, allowing users to select which NFT they want to use as their profile picture. Verified NFT profile pics will now have a hexagonal border around the image instead of the traditional circle. So far, the verification is only for Ethereum-based NFTs, but the company has said that this is only the first iteration of a feature that may go on to support other blockchains. And with that, I'll pass it over to Catherine now to discuss some more crypto funding news. Thank you, Martin. Andrino Horowitz plans to raise up to 4.5 billion by March of this year for two new cryptocurrency funds. The company plans to raise 3.5 billion for its latest cryptocurrency venture fund and up to 1 billion for a separate fund focused on seed investments in digital asset startups. Autograph has announced the closing of a Series B fundraiser round with a total of 170 million invested. The round was co-led by Andrino Horowitz and Kleiner Perkins, and the funds will be used to continue to scale its NFT technology. iTrust Capital has raised 125 million in a Series A funding round, 
led by left lane capital. The platform allows users to buy cryptocurrency through their IRAs and will be used, and the fund will be used to expand its team, offer new products such as staking and explore strategic acquisitions. Next up, we have some merger news. Gemini has acquired trading technology platform OnTheX, which will be integrated into Gemini's existing institutional custody, clearing and trading solutions for institutional investors. The acquisition will allow Gemini to publicly launch Gemini Prime, which is aimed at institutional investors and due to go live in Q2 of 2022. Enigma Markets Inc. has acquired Velocity Platform LLC, um, effective in November of last year. The company has been rebranded to Enigma Markets and which will expand Enigma's regulated digital asset business into 22 states. So in 2022, Enigma Market intends to offer all its digital asset operations to all 50 states, including New York. Next up, we have some ETF use. Um, the SEC has rejected First Trust and Skybridge Capital's spot-based Bitcoin exchange-traded product fund. And um, a new index has been announced. Grayscale Investment and Bloomberg have partnered to launch a new digital asset-based index called the Bloomberg Grayscale Futures Finance Index. The index will track 22 companies associated with several crypto link equities, as well as other firms in the broader fintech space. The index will offer indirect exposure to crypto link equities, which will be rebalanced quarterly and will not directly invest in digital assets or their derivatives. Next up, we have some mining news. Uh, the Bitcoin mining difficulty has hit an all time high, according to data from Glassnode. And also Grid's S4 filing from late December last year, which reported their plans to go public in a three billion SPAC merger, also contained deals of a four-year supply agreement with Intel for the Intel's new designed ASCII chips. The terms of the deal offer a fixed price for all orders placed before May of 2020. And in addition, Grid is entitled to purchase at least 25% of all qualified Intel designs ASCIIs through to approximately May of 2025. Um, some NFT news, Meta is working on plans to allow users to create and sell NFTs as well as a potential NFT market space. And in other news, uh, Bitwise Asset Management has released the Bitwise ETF Trends 2020 benchmark survey. Uh, the report surveyed over 600 financial advisors who answered a series of questions on crypto-related assets and their use in client portfolios. The key, key findings for the report include a 65% increase in advisors allocating crypto to their clients' accounts, as well as a 94% of advisors reported being questioned about crypto from their clients. 60% of advisors cited regulatory uncertainty as a barrier to greater crypto adoption in their portfolios, and 82% of advisors said they would prefer investing in a spot Bitcoin ETF versus the future-based alternatives. And I'll end on the news that Robinhood has launched a beta version of its crypto wallet to 1,000 customers selected from its waitlist. This will be expanded to 10,000 customers by March and then to the rest of the waitlist later in the year. Additional functionality, including pricing in USD and the ability to send and receive crypto will be added later, with beta testers having a daily limit of under $3,000 in total withdrawals and limited to 10 transactions per day. That's all the news I have for you. Hope you have a wonderful day and a lovely weekend. Back to you, Martin. Thank you, Catherine. And thank you for your listeners for tuning in. Please check out Crosstower.com for more market news and updates. Thanks for listening.